You know, I uh, was just sat on the front row in, or stood on the front row in Cornerstone, and um, I got really, really emotional. And uh, I was kind of like desperately trying not to cry too much because I realized I could end up with two black eyes from my makeup. But you know what? Why I got emotional? Because I looked um, at everybody that was up on the platform because they were in front of me. And, and again, with watching Linda then, and uh, particularly with the people up in the worship because I know them all so well. And I looked at each of them and I saw each of the stories, knowing where they've come from knowing what they've come through um, and knowing the faith in God and the trust in God. And I just became so overwhelmed as we sang Cornerstone. You know, weak made strong in the Saviour's love through the storm. And I looked at them and I was like, wow, like each of one of you have had a storm. Like many of us or all of us in this room have had a storm. But you know, the common factor amongst them all was that God was faithful. And God was faithful and they chose to have the faith and put their faith and their trust in God. And so wherever today finds you, I want you to know this. God is faithful. He is faithful and he is Lord in the storm. You know, sometimes we praise him and we talk about him and we'll give testimony when we're on a mountaintop. But when we're in a valley, then those words are often tough to leave our lips. So wherever you've come from today however this morning has been for you leave it all behind you know sometimes I think people think if you're on a platform that our life is pretty straightforward and we don't have any challenges and we don't have any difficulties but we do we're all just the same but God is Lord of all this morning before coming out you know you were perhaps thinking that the preacher had a really serene morning just listening to worship and you know Barry comes down early because whoever's preaching in the morning, the other one comes down and brings the boys down for the band and, and what have you. And this morning, um, I'm in my bedroom and I'm reading through my notes and I'm praying and all I can hear is, Jasper, Jasper, Conrad. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, it's in my back garden. But in the wind, the fence has come down. We're waiting for the new panels to go up. And behind us, we have woodland. And through the... the all like the brambles and everything because obviously it's winter there's no no leaves on the trees I can see this dear lady who's lost her two massive golden retrievers and they're in our garden running round we have Jasper and Conrad and I'm going oh and I can see her like trying to make her way through the brambles to get to Jasper and Conrad so I'm like okay so I go downstairs in the garden I'm like it's okay don't worry come on come on and I'm running around the garden in my slippers this morning ready to come and preach to you all trying to shepherd up like Jasper and Conrad who are not the slightest bit bothered they are the hugest hairiest golden retrievers and you know what I couldn't get them out and in the end I was like I am sorry love I'm like they're here to stay we could go back babe we've got Jasper and Conrad in the garden (laughs) and the mess they leave behind so um but you know what no matter what goes on I love to be in the highs, the lows, the happies, the sads. I love to be in the house of God. I love to be together. There is a power of being together, of, of collectively when we sing and we worship and we put him in his rightful place in our lives. When we leave everything behind, um, we're doing a series at the moment. This is the third session on Master Your Money. And um, the, the session, this, this session is called Your Map to Success. 
like no pressure, Vicky, I'm going to deliver that one. Your map to success, that is like a big subject to cover. It implies that like I actually know the map to success and that somehow I've got to deliver that to you. It, 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 it implies that I've got all the answers this morning. And this is a big one. There's so many different aspects you could come at. And I've been praying because everything that we always speak about up here, we want it to come from the heart of God. We want it to be prophetic for this moment in time, for you guys sat out there, for me who's already been through it and done it while I've been preparing. We want it to be God's heart for this moment. We could open our Bible and tell you anything, anything. It's full of fabulous stuff. We could tell you anything, but we don't want to do that. We're saying, God, what's your heart? So I'm like, okay, you're mapped to success. God, how does that look? What, what even is that? How do we get to the success? What does it even mean? And as I've gone through various things for this, there is one thing that we all need that will guarantee success. There is one thing that every single one of us needs. And at the start of this preach today, I just want us to all be able to acknowledge where we're at today. You know, we're talking about master your money. If today finds you in a tight place, acknowledge where you're at. It's okay. Maybe you feel that you're there because you've made some big mistakes in the past. Well, let me tell you this. God's interested in where you're going, not where you've come from. All right? Maybe you're here today and you're like, like, I'm in a really blessed place. I feel quite affluent at the moment. Praise the Lord. Wherever we're at, praise the Lord. But let's just acknowledge where we're at today. X marks the spot of saying today, this day, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm at. And we're going to open the word and say, okay, so where do we go from here? What do we need to move us along this map to success? What is it? And for me, as I've been praying, there's been one word that keeps coming out and out, over and over and over. And it's this. There is one key thing, key thing that will get us all to where we need to be. And it's faith. Faith is the fuel that will move us to where we need to be. And you can think, oh, I've heard faith preached so many times in church I know all about faith or maybe like I've heard about faith and I don't know about faith I don't know where you're at today with faith but I want to talk about faith and the importance of it we've all arrived here today because of faith we've all driven here or walked here we've all opened our front door trusting that as we open the front door it's not going to drop off the hinges we have arrived here we've sat in a seat trusting that the legs aren't going to fall off You've not seen the underneath of them. No, I'm only kidding. I've stood up here today trusting that this platform will not cave in and I'm going to end up underneath in the muck. These stairs, for me, are not the most securest of steps. And every time I get up and down, if you notice, I hold on and I get down the steps because they're a little rickety. But Paul Andrews, where is he? Assures me these steps are safe. He's reinforced these steps and I have nothing to worry about as I'm going up and they feel a little bit rickety. And I put my faith and I put my trust in Paul Andrews who's reinforced these steps that we use every single Sunday. 
And then I navigate them in a pair of heels as well. So if you know I don't run up and down them like Barry does, that's because we have slightly different footwear. But today we have all arrived through faith. We have put our faith and our trust in a natural realm. We've put our faith and our trust in people and things and circumstances to bring us to this building today. If we didn't exercise that faith in a natural realm, we would not leave our homes. We would stay in our homes. And then what we're going to do in our homes, because then we're going to freak out that the roof's going to cave in. We're going to freak out that the oven's going to blow up. And we're not going to eat anything because we're going to freak out about that. We exercise faith in a natural realm from the minute we open our eyes in the morning. We do it. It's automatic. We just do it. But then, why then is it often difficult to believe the supernatural faith? To believe about, of a God who will do the miraculous to believe the things that seem so impossible and so far-fetched and so out of reach? How is it that faith in a natural realm becomes second nature to us and is something we just do, like breathing? How is it then that faith in God can seem so difficult? Is it possible just to have these lights down slightly? Is that all right as well? Thank you. Just these side spots here. Anyone who's given their lives to God, wow, that's really dark now. I feel like, <laughs> okay, maybe, I'm sorry everybody at the back, I'm causing havoc for you. Um, uh, anybody who's given their life to Christ, anybody who's given their life to God and taken Jesus Christ as their saviour has faith deposited in them. The moment you make that decision and you receive that gift from God of salvation, that faith is in action straight away, the moment we receive it. When we do that action, the faith of Almighty God comes to live in us. That is astounding to me. That me, Vicky Cross, with all my faults, with all my failings, with all my wonders as well, all of that, God deposited his faith in me. We're not sat here today lifeless. We're not sat here defeated. If we know God, and I mean not knowing about God, I mean knowing God. I mean giving your life to God and saying, God, I don't want to live my life my way any longer. God, I want you to be a part of my life, the life that he planned and designed for us. Then there is something in us called faith. And it's there. You know, when I was um, a little girl, my mum used to go to a petrol station and she was really freaked out by filling the car with petrol. So by the time I drove at 18, I didn't realise filling your own car was actually something because I used to go in the car with my mum and she would pull in at this garage in Warrington and she would just sit in her car. That's all she'd do. She'd just sit in a car. And the man would come out and she'd put a window down, and she'd say what she wanted, four-star. Whoever remembers four-star fuel? Do you remember four-star fuel? Gosh, you know what? These last few weeks, I'm realised I am actually getting older and older. I was talking about Terry Wogan last week or the week before. And she sits there, and the man comes out, and he says, what do you want, love? And she says, uh, I'll have four-star. Well, I don't know whether one legend was back then. I wasn't really, really paying attention. 
And he puts it in, and off he goes. And she sits there. And she sits there. And she sits there. The fuel's in the tank. It's already there. But the fuel will not be activated until she puts the key in the ignition. She starts the engine. She puts the car in gear. She releases the handbrake. She puts her foot on the accelerator and off she goes. The faith of God has been deposited in us the moment we made a commitment to him. It says in Romans chapter 12 verse 3, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. To every single believer, to everyone who's given their life to Christ, it says he has distributed faith to each and every one of us. He doesn't give more to one than the other. He doesn't say, oh, actually, I know the plan for their life, so I'm going to just give them a special top-up. And as for these, well, they're a bit of a difficult personality, and they really, really knock me off sometimes, so I'm just going to give them this much. No, no, it says to each. The, the measure of faith, one translation of the Bible says, that is given to each of us, that is deposited and distributed to each of us. So every single one of us has exactly the same amount of faith. That moment that we give our lives to Christ and it's put in there. But what happens next? Because you see, faith is crucial. It's a crucial part of our Christian walk and our relationship with God. You see, if my mum just sat in the car with the keys on her knee, she just sat, and she just sat, and then she's like, why is everybody else driving? What? What? Where are they all going? Where are they all going? Yeah, if it was me, I was sat there, I'd be like, eh, are you having a laugh? They're all driving off. Where are they all going? There must be something wrong with the fuel in my car. Someone's put the wrong fuel in my car. I'm not going anywhere. I've sat there. I'll be looking at everybody else driving around. I'd probably get on the phone to somebody and say, you will not believe what's happened. I can't go. I'm just sat here. I'm not moving. And everybody else has driven off. Everybody else is on the way. They're all flying past me. They're all whizzing past me in the car. And I'm just sat here. And then, do you know what? I probably do have to tell somebody else how bad it was and the fact that somebody clearly put the wrong fuel in the car and they'd all got better than me. I'd probably get out. I'll probably think, forget that. And I'll probably make my own way. And then I'd leave it all behind. And then I'd probably get lost, because I have no sense of direction. <laughs> I would probably get lost and end up in a field somewhere in the middle of mud. And then I'd probably have to climb over a sty and end up in a field of cows on my way to try and arrive in Liverpool because I'd walked away because everybody else was driving off in their car. Their fuel was better than my fuel. But the fact was, we all had the same fuel. All they did was put the key in the ignition, turn, put the car into gear, release the handbrake, letting go of all the things that could stop it from moving forward, put the foot on the accelerator, and they went. And they moved. 
while I'm still sat there going, well, there must be something wrong with mine, they've clearly had more fuel than I have. And often in our, our own journey with God and our own Christian lives, we can be like that. Why are they further on than me? Why is it everything always works out for them? They must have more faith than I've got. God must love them more than me. See, they must, I have a worse past than them. God knows my past. And he knows that he can't give me. I want to tell you this. God knows each and every one of our pasts. And he's okay with it. Because he sent Jesus Christ to the cross. So each and every one of us, from the white lie to the murderer, and everything else that you could think of, he sent his only son. I couldn't imagine what that would be like. I looked up before and I saw Adam and Josh and I've got twins, right? I couldn't give one of them and be left with one. Because they're my boys. They're my boys. But God gave his only son that we could all be saved. That we could all have the measure of faith. That when this life is over and we cross over into eternity, because there is an afterlife, everybody. But it all depends on the choice now. And so we made a way so we could choose now. That when this life is over, we're going to enter heaven. We're going to be with him. He knows your past. And he's okay with it. And when we give our lives to Christ, he no longer judges what we've been. He sees the sacrifice of his son on the cross and says, you are forgiven. You, my daughter, are forgiven. You, my son, are forgiven. And I am going to deposit faith into you. Who has been a murderer. And I'm going to deposit faith into you, who's a thief. And I'm going to deposit faith into you, who lies. He knows our past and he's okay with it because he made a way. So we don't need to sit on the forecourt of a petrol station while everybody else zooms off to their destination. We don't need to sit there just need to activate the faith that has been placed within us. When fuel is put into a car, unless we turn on the ignition, the, the fuel is never activated. The fuel is never released. Now, I am not a mechanic, by the way, so do not come back to me and go, you actually got that technically wrong, Vicky, because I probably have, but bear with me. When that fuel goes in and we turn the ignition, we turn the key, that fuel is released, am I right? Thank you to Google. That fuel is released to do the job that it needs to do. And it works through every part of the car that it needs to work through. And you see, when we've been running low on petrol or something, I remember Barry saying to me once, we could turn the aircon off while we get to the petrol station because different things will use more and more fuel but we needed to keep the car topped up so that the car could function properly the minute we weren't keeping the car topped up and we weren't doing what we needed to do with the fuel things started to break down things didn't work quite as they should have done and it's like that with faith nobody has been given more faith than you I do not have any more faith in you. My entire life has been a journey of developing my faith. And you know what? The years to come until this life is over, it's going to be a journey on developing my faith. But in developing my faith, 
It allows me now to stand in times that would have normally knocked me off my feet. Some of the difficulties I have been through, in the midst of those difficulties, I have grown my faith to a level I would never have been able to grow my faith to if I hadn't been through it. That's why we can sing, through the storm, he is Lord, Lord of all. Faith is the fuel that will move you and take you to where you need to be. Faith is the fuel that will move you to the miraculous, that will move you to see the impossible is actually possible. But it will not move us if we stay sat there just looking at what everybody else is doing and ringing and saying it's actually not fair because someone's put the wrong fuel in for me and everybody else is okay. Faith will move us when we develop the faith that has been placed within. If you're here today and you feel like you have no faith, I want to tell you, because the word of God doesn't lie, the Bible doesn't lie. If you know God and you have given your life to God, the same measure of faith is in you that is in me. We're no different. You have not been overlooked. You have not been missed out. And what I want to do is help um, you to understand how to activate that faith today. And it can sometimes see quite, seem quite daunting. It's really simple. Do you know God makes things so simple? He makes things so simple so that we can understand and that our lives can progress and expand in him and get better and better and better, that we would know him more and more and more. So when the storms hit, because whoever we are in life, storms hit. But there's one difference in me to maybe some other people that I know, some friends of mine, is that I have a faith. And I have a faith that I have purposely activated and made a choice to activate. And that's why they will turn to me and say, but I don't understand how you're still standing, Vicky. And I will say, because I'm not standing in a faith in the natural realm. I'm standing in a supernatural faith of who God is. Of who God is and God's plan for my life. We need to activate it. You've not been overlooked. It's possible that your faith is just still in the tank. The faith has been deposited to you and it's been deposited to me. God has done his part. He's given it to us. He's equipped us. It's possibly just still in the tank. And although sitting on a forecourt with everybody whizzing by and me still sat there, it was never too late for me to turn the ignition and activate the fuel. Today, it's not too late for you to start a whole new journey with faith, to begin to understand it. I feel for some people in this room today, you've been people of great faith and you've walked a a life of faith and you've become weary. You've become tired, not with faith, but because life is throwing such difficulties and hardships at you that you still have faith, but you're becoming weary. You're becoming weary. And today is about you being refreshed. It's about you saying, yeah, See the miracles of God. I say this so regularly. And you know why I say it so regularly? Because it's so true for my life. 
Say the miracles of God in your past. You bring them to your present and you stand on them like a rock and you begin to declare over your circumstances. You begin to declare over your circumstances what God has already done, what God has already said and what God's going to do for you. So here is how we activate our faith. It's really simple. If you were expecting me to give you something profound, you're ready. Summed up in about eight words, but I will unpack it for you. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I absolutely love when our crazy busy life lends itself to do this. I love to prepare a meal for my family. And I choose not to put it, dish it all out on plates on the side. I choose to put it in bowls down the middle of the table and put empty plates around the table. And Barry usually comes in with the last school run probably about half five, quarter to six. And food is ready and we sit around the table. And I love watching everybody getting the food and putting the food on the plate and the chitter-chatter that goes on around the table and the, just the time that we have together. I love to prepare something that my family, that my children, that my husband are going to take from. And then once they've finished eating and they're all trying to dodge the dishes, once they've finished eating, you see, I have given them the sustenance and what they need to then, for those going through the GCSEs in our house, we have two, pray for us, um, to go and do the revision that they need. Then the one that's going through the A-level, yes, we have an A-level girl as well, pray for us, all in the same month, this is all going to happen. She then is, is ready to go and do what she needs to do. And then the two younger ones, we've got one sitting another load of exams ready to go to high school in the same month as the other three, pray for us. Um, faith is going to get us through this month, I'll tell you. But, but I have got them all ready. I have given them the sustenance that they need. Same when I prepare them breakfast in the morning. I have filled them up. I have given them a power and an energy that will sustain them to do what they need to do. Natural food is a fuel to our bodies. It's what gives us the energy that we need to carry out the tasks ahead of us. It's the same with spiritual food. It's the same with spiritual food. You see, this faith that is, has been deposited in us, what activates it is understanding the promises of God. What activates it is reading the word of God and reading the Bible and hearing it and being in, in preaches and listening to what God's saying and speaking today through his word, through your own Bible readings, listening and understanding the people that have gone before us. You know, these people in the characters, they were real people with great faith. And as you start to read the Bible and you start to see the promises, do you know how many promises are in, are in the Bible? Don't take me to the actual, like, digit. 5,467 promises in the book. Numerous, 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 hundreds and hundreds of people's stories in the book of faith. One man who had a stammer. Oh, Lord, I can't speak. God, don't ask me to speak. I can't speak. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. God said I can. I can. That 
that man changed history. They're all in the book. And you see what happens as we begin to read and we begin to read the promises. What happens is we turn the key. We turn the key. We activate the fuel and it begins to flow. The fuel then, this fuel begins to flow for the task that is ahead. Because the faith that has been placed within us needs to be activated by the truth of the word of God. All the way through this, it will tell you all the wisdom you need for your life. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Some versions of the Bible says, and don't lean on your own understanding. One says, and don't try and work it all out for yourself. Acknowledge him in everything you do, and he'll show you what path to take. The faith that was deposited in us now needs to be activated and it comes through hearing the word of God. It builds. It builds the power of that faith. It builds the power of the truth. The faith was already there. But you see, when we start to read it, when we start to read the truth, and we turn the ignition, and we start to activate the fuel, And then we read a little bit more and we put the car into gear. And then we read a little bit more and we realise, hey, I'm not not what I thought I was. I'm not bound by the fact that people have told me I'm useless. I'm not bound by all those things. Then the handbrake gets released. Because the stuff that's holding you back can't hold you back any longer. Because then suddenly you're actually realising... What the truth of God says over your life. And then once you realise that and you take the handbrake off and you put the foot on the accelerator, you're away, you're off. Keep on hearing the word of God. Don't worry about Tay-Tay, she's being chased, it's absolutely fine. She's not running around and nobody knows about it, everyone knows. Faith is the fuel to take you where you need to be. But it only has the power when we activate it. It only has the power when we activate it. Why is it that others seem like they have more than us? Have you ever been there when you're thinking, why are they? Why are they there? And I'm here. Why is it everything seems to work out for them? Why is it that they don't ever seem to have any problems? Why is it God blesses them more than he blesses me? If we changed our view of looking at what everybody else is doing and we decided, I'm going to activate my faith. I'm going to activate my own faith. Because you see, all they've done is activate the faith. That's all they've done. But once I've activated it and they're then on the road, they don't take the foot off the accelerator They need to keep the foot on the accelerator to keep going. So we need to keep hearing the word of God. We need to keep reading the word of God. We need to keep knowing the truth. We need to keep reading the promises. You know, 4,567, 5,467 promises over our lives. That's just promises alone. Never mind everything else that's in the book. The deposit of faith 
is placed in us. The word activates the faith. Then we need to apply it to our lives and we need to speak it out. And when I say speak it out, you see, once you begin to read it and you get the truth and you'll never come to the end of it. If anybody here can tell me all 5,467 promises, I would like to shake you by the hand. And if you don't, guess what? There's still more to know. We never, ever come to the end of knowing God. And so once we know the truth, then when difficulties come, we can say no. Because the Bible says something different about my life. And then when we speak to our situations and we actually say, no, no, no. The Bible says that God's never going to leave me and he says he's never going to abandon me. So although this situation seems real to me, the truth is. And when we speak that truth to our circumstances, the power of faith that has been activated in us then filters through every single part of our lives that we need. I'm going to share a few promises with you. You know God is faithful. You may not know that today. And I want to say don't go with questions. Don't leave today wondering about God, wondering about what it all means. We're going to be here at the end as the meeting finishes and we're going to just stay around. Come and talk to us. Ask me, what did you mean by that, Vicky? For those of you that do already know, maybe you need to be refreshed today and reminded of the promises of God. Maybe it's time to turn the ignition. Maybe it's time to release the handbrake of the things that are holding you back, of the hurts, of the unforgiveness, of the disappointments. All I know that in today's message, there is something for us all. Because none of us have come to the end of the word of God. There is always so much more. And we've all been given the measure of faith. But it's down to us what we do with it. Listen to this. Exodus chapter 14, verse 14 says, The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Just just stay calm you know when I'm in a, a difficult time and I'm feeling a bit tossed around and I'm feeling a bit stressed and, and I read that I'm like oh, just stay calm Isaiah chapter 40 verse 29 he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless you know what that says when I feel weak and when I feel powerless you know what it says the minute I read it it's like turning the key in the ignition and something suddenly starts to spark within me and it says it's okay I'm not weak because it says to the weak he'll give power it says that he'll give strength and it starts to release something within me another one says for I hold you by your right hand I the Lord your God and I say to you, don't be afraid, I'm here to help you. God makes it so simple to take hold of his word. He makes it so simple. Here's another one, do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. 
Another one, the Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. So when I am fearful, I can say no, no. Because the Bible says that the Lord blesses me with peace. And so I begin to speak peace and I begin to say no. And that fear starts to come tumbling down. Because I have activated the faith within me based on the promises. Another says the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be on top and never on the bottom. Always. Not something he's got to think about. Always. We're going to sing a song now. Many of you will be familiar with it. Some of you won't be. And I specifically asked for it because as I was praying over today and reading back over my notes this song just kept coming back to me and it's one that we've done before and it talks about how God moves the mountains and that what we've seen before we'll see it again and I think if I was to ask people to stand to their feet which I'm not going to do because I know that there are some new people in here and that make make you feel uncomfortable but if I was to say to you today you can answer this question yourself in your heart do you know of a time when God did the impossible for you? Do you know of a time when God did the miraculous? Do you know of a time when you just knew he was with you in the storm? Stand to your feet. I'm pretty sure we'd have a nearly full room. People are standing to the feet. There you go. People are standing to the feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. If you knew, it's fine to sit down. You don't have to. Stand to your feet. Because you see, as we stand to our feet and we begin to sing, we are activating our faith because we are remembering what God has already done for us. And we're activating our faith. And we're going to sing this song and it talks about him moving the mountains and it says he'll do it again. He'll do it again. Sing this. Sing this with everything you've got and activate that measure of faith that was within you because the words in this song, they're just out the Bible. They're out the Bible and we're going to sing it. Sing it with passion. Sing it with belief. Sing it with certainty. Sing it with everything you've got. We're going to be powerful when we sing this. Sing it, sing it, sing it. Is anybody else with me? Sing it, sing it, sing it. Sing it with the depths of you. Sing it. Sing it with power. Activate it. And you know, faith is your map to success.